Hey, it's Jay Keith. And it's Helen. And before we get to this episode, a few announcements and reminders. First, a reminder that if you want the chance to be a guest on this very show, July 16th is the deadline to register for this year's Go Fact Yourself Listener Tournament. Everyone who supported us in this year's Max Fund Drive is eligible. And if that's you, you should have already received an email with a link to our registration form. If not, and you want to register, please contact Stacy with an E at MaximumFun.org. Again, we need to receive your registration by July 16th. Speaking of listeners on our show, we've got our first ever mini episode with two of our listeners available for you to hear right now on the Max Fun bonus feed. It's a lot of fun and we quiz them on 10 different topics. 10 different topics. Oh, and we've got a couple live audience shows in the L.A. area. We're back with another show at L.A.'s Crawford Family Forum in Pasadena on Saturday, August 12th at 7 p.m. Guests and ticket info can be found at our website, gofactorpod.com. You know, our last show at the Crawford was packed, so get your tickets now. And we can't officially announce it, but we're doing a special episode in a special location with some special guests, and we'd love for you to be there. Save the date, Friday, October 6th in Los Angeles. Really, it's going to be, well, you know, special. Special. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Helen was not available for the episode you're about to hear, but I think you'll enjoy it anyway. So now take it away, somebody else. Are you a real know-it-all? Do you annoy your family by shouting the answers while watching Jeopardy? Do you drive people crazy when you start a sentence with, well, actually? Well, guess what? You can go fact yourself. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Go Fact Yourself, the show where we quiz the smartest people we know and find out why they love what they love. I'm Danielle Koenig. And now, recording remotely from our homes in Los Angeles, here's our moderator, Jake Heath Van Stratton. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you so much for uh, joining as well today as our co-host. Thank you. It's it's fun to sit in. Danielle, it's nice to see you again on this show because you were a guest, uh, I believe to date, the only guest to appear with her father as the <laughs> is that other true? guest. Wow. I think so, yes. Oh, I hold a record. Yeah, my dad is Walter Koenig. He was Chekhov on Star Trek. He was on Babylon 5. And he's a nerd himself about things like uh, baseball, the Yankees. So that was his topic, and mine was the Muppets. It was a lot of fun. He hasn't listened to it yet because he doesn't know how to do things, but um, I'm working <laughs> on it. <laughs> you, of course, have your own wonderful podcast. It's called How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Yes. I've been fortunate enough to be a yes. guest on that show. Has your father figured out how to listen to that show, and do you want him to? He has not figured out how to okay. listen to the show, but he was a guest on my podcast as well. So that was really fun. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Describe Bleefier for those who don't know what happens on How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. It's, yes. it's really a great show and a fun concept. Thank too. you. Well, the first half of the show, we walk the listeners through how to survive a real emergency situation, whether that's being attacked by a bear, being in a plane that's crashing, being held up at gunpoint, just any mm. kind of scary thing. We talk them through it with... Humor is is the most part. And Google. I mean, we don't really, we're not experts. We don't <laughs> claim to be experts. But this could potentially be factual and helpful Oh, it's factual. It's factual. Okay. It's, it's not, we're not getting it from, you know, I made something up.com. Got it. And then on the second half, we have on a funny guest who then ter- tells a story of something they've survived. Usually it's not something traumatic. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes it is, despite... Yeah. Sharply worded emails, sometimes it is. But um, but no, those can be very interesting too. But like, for instance, when you came on, you talked about how you got lost. You went to the wrong city in Europe. 
right? Yes, there were there were two different towns in Germany called Munster. One apparently is Munster and has an umlaut over the right. U. That is the only difference. <laughs> And I went to the wrong one. <laughs> right. So it's stuff like that. It's like, you know, yeah. um, crying at work or like, you know, yeah. a bad breakup or, you know, bombing on stage. We've had a lot of great guests on. We've had uh, Andy Richter, Paul F. Tompkins, J. Keith Van Stratton. Oh, so, well, now yes, you're talking. <laughs> yes. All sorts of great and, people. Uh, and I'm curious, uh, has there been anything that's come up that you've actually found useful in any kind of emergency or stressful situation? We each bought the Life Hammer which is something you need <laughs> if you ever find yourself trapped in a car. Excellent. Yes. Well, uh, we're certainly happy that you got yourself trapped here. Yes. <laughs> As am I. <laughs> Nothing can get me out. <laughs> All right. Well, today on Go Fact Yourself, two guests will compete to answer questions about facts they know, facts they may not know, and frankly, facts they should know. Plus, we'll meet actual experts on two very different topics. And finally, we'll declare one of our guests the winner of today's show. Let's get started and meet today's guest, Danielle, who is up first. He is a popular vlogger and content creator for John Boy Media, who hosts the podcast Pinstripe Strong. It's Joseph Joe's McFly Solano. Hello, Joseph Solano. Hey. Hey, hey. Now, of course, you're, you have another name that people know you. That is Joe's McFly. Yes. First, tell us, where did that name come from? My friends and I are, like, huge Back to the Future fans. And sure. then we used to play, like, these online games. We, we used to play, like, Call of Duty before. And then when we would go into a lobby, all of our names would be, like, you know, their name and then McFly after. So it's like Joe, mm-hmm. Joe's, McFly, Got and then it. it'll go like that down the list. So that that name stuck, and that's been with me, I guess, since forever. But I've had far worse names stick, so I think you're doing, I think uh, you're doing yeah. all right. <laughs> Joe's, Danielle mentioned, of course, that you do a lot of this content for John Boy Media. For those who don't know, it is a media empire that has millions of subscribers on YouTube, over a billion views. You yourself have been profiled in outlets like The New Yorker. And um, essentially, you are making a living watching and reacting to baseball games. Yeah, seems, that's seems really like crazy. Come true. What's, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm glad that you think it's crazy, too. Uh, <laughs> that's some good perspective. What, what's that like, that that's your life now? It's pretty cool because i'm able to like kind of watch what i love which Mm -hmm. you know sports yankee baseball or just sometimes i'm able to just like react to just certain things or just watch Mm -hmm. certain things and people just love my reactions because i don't fake anything i'm very like authentic with like how i feel i'm very expressive so um that's pretty awesome that i'm able to do that and be myself while i do it well, uh, your specialty is uh, the Yankees, of course. Yes. Uh, you live stream reactions to, it seems like, every Yankees game. Do you remember how you got to be a Yankees fan? 94. That's when I first remember, actually, because that's the first time I actually went to the stadium. I'm from the Bronx, Bronx, New York, and I just remember going there, and I fell in love with it as soon as I walked into the stadium. Everything, like little things, like the color of the grass, like mm. the smells around the stadium, it's 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 awesome, and it stuck with me. And I've never become jaded. No matter how many times I always go to the stadium, I always feel like, or to any stadium, I always feel like, man, the best players in the world play here. How did you realize that people in the Yankees organization and even current active players were watching you do what you do? <laughs> That's kind of surreal. I don't, they would, some people would message me, or when I go yeah. to the stadium, they would say, hey, Joe, like, I've seen this. I'm like, you watch my, you've seen some of my stuff. Like, yeah, man, like something happens, like that gets around the locker room sometimes. And uh, I kind of got to watch what I say sometimes. I get a yeah. little emotional, <laughs> but like some of the, like some of them are like friends of mine now. And that kind of kind of hits you a little different. Well, you don't just go see the Yankees at home. You also will go see them on the road. And I understand that last year when you saw them in Tampa, uh, something special happened on your visit to uh, the stadium. <laughs> I have like this weird luck, right? Like I, I went over there and I was actually, one of the players got me tickets and 
and I was sitting with his wife and his friends and family, and there's something called a 50-50 raffle. I've never mm-hmm. done it before. I don't know what it is. Uh, the person explained it to me, so I said, okay, well, I'll just do like 25 bucks. It's like a raffle that you buy, $25 or whatever. Half of it goes to charity. The other half, if you win, goes to you. It's like a big pot to go around the whole stadium. I'm not used to win. I don't win anything, right? <laughs> so once they told me, I'll put $25. They said, oh, it's half and half. I said, okay, so just do 50. So I put 50. <laughs> they gave me the tickets. And then at the eighth inning, they, they called the number. And I said, I won. And the player's wife was like, you won, you won. And I couldn't. I was saying, I won. I was just like, why are you not reacting? I'm like, I was stuck on like. <laughs> the one time he doesn't react. Yeah, I was like stuck on stupid for a little bit. I'm like, I won what? So I won this I won this money that I ended up paying off my student loan. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. That's great. That was pretty crazy because I did not anticipate that. That's, wow. That blew my guarantee mind. that's going to happen every time. I <laughs> yeah, now I'm supposed to do that every time I go, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Very we'll cool. see. By the way, when Danielle was on our show with her dad, I believe uh, your dad's, one of his topics was the Yankees. Yes, oh, really? my dad is from New York and he's a huge Yankees fan. Nice. Mm-hmm. Probably get along. A little bit of a different yeah. era, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, he's 86, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Thank you so much for joining us and being here. Joe's McFly, a.k.a. Joseph Solano. Thanks, Joe's. All right, Danielle, against whom will Joe's be competing? She is a singer and songwriter who is touring this summer in support of her new project, Comedy and Tragedy Act One. It's Katie Turner! Hi, Katie. Hey, guys. What's up? Great to see you, Katie. Congratulations on this new project. Some people, of course, will know you from your music that has already been out, but others will remember that you were on a little show called American Idol. Uh, You made it to the top seven. And uh, do I have this right? You did that while you were in high school? Yes. uh, It was Definitely wow. crazy. Feel like I peaked in high school, probably. Oh, doesn't seem like it based on the work that you put out <laughs> since then. I was watching the clip of your audition for American Idol. Katy Perry called you a genius singer-songwriter. You later got to perform with her. What was it like going back to class after having that experience? So basically what happens is they film um, American Idol, like the judges' auditions in October, and then you go to Hollywood mm-hmm. Week in like January, and you have to keep right. it a secret. So I... Had that happen and I went back to school and I couldn't keep my mouth shut. It's me. And that's yeah. the biggest thing that has happened to me uh, ever. So, you know, I would I would slyly drop it, you know, to like my drama teacher or something like, sorry, I missed a couple days. I was just <laughs> I just got the golden ticket. Uh, like, <laughs> no, surprisingly, though, no one cared. You would think a lot oh, no. more people would care. So I was like, damn, I did all this. For what? For what? Um, But it was definitely very surreal, especially when you go from never performing in front of people to performing with Katy Perry. There was a big, very big discrepancy between those things. Yeah. But that sounds very high school that that uh, <laughs> that still wasn't enough for some people. <laughs> well, uh, since American Idol, you've had singles like Prom Queen, I Love Him, Home, and God Must Hate Me. Um, that song, God Must Hate Me, it, it is so vulnerable and raw and deals with self-criticism and self-image. It's ended up getting over 70 million streams and views. What's it like to see so many people connect with something that must have been so personal for you? It's really strange but amazing as a songwriter to release something into the world and then now it's not just your story now it's not yours Mm. anymore it's the world's it's just been kind of surreal seeing how I wrote it from one angle and one perspective but so many people and so many stories have come out of 
that and so many people have their own tie to that song and it's just very humbling and I'm so, it's something I'm very grateful for because um yeah it just to leave an impact to have an impact it's amazing so I'm very grateful yeah it's interesting it was a song that's so sad to hear you talk about it and to be smiling about it that's a, that's such a transformative experience I would imagine it's kind of why I named my EP comedy and tragedy because this happens a lot um where oh, yeah. <laughs> I will be describing something but I'll be smiling through it where I'll be like yeah so then like this guy just goes to me and he like totally broke my heart and I couldn't get out of bed for months <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, that is your third EP, Comedy and Tragedy, Act One. And I understand it's not just uh, an album. Tell us about the other element of the project that people can see online. Well, uh, ironically enough, uh, I watched a lot of Glee. <laughs> and I was like, I never auditioned for high school theater because I was very scared. And I would never put myself out there. So when you get a budget for music videos, you say, I'm going to cast yeah. all my friends. Uh, and I'm going <laughs> to cast myself as the lead. And it kind of became this comedy, tragedy, dramatic theater retelling. So now you can watch them. Yeah, and that's called a Comedy and Tragedy, the musical, the series. <laughs> it's very nice, like, nicely done. You are going on a tour this summer. Uh, and actually understand uh, you brought a special friend on your tour with you. Wow. And then she's here right now. Sophie. Oh, she... <laughs> hey, come here, girl. Come here, Sophie Hollihan. We did not plan this. I just, hey, I just happened to mention. Um, Hi, Sophie. Yes, this is this lady right here, and I are going on tour. Oh yeah. And mm -hmm. by this time this airs, we went on tour. And we uh, lived together. And how did it, how did it go? Oh, it went so good. Oh, went, but yeah, oh no, congratulations. No, it was great. It was a snap. We sold out every show, every show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They actually were like, whoa. Awesome. Well, Katie, it was so wonderful for you and everyone in your home to join us. Thanks for being here, Katie Turner. <laughs> Woo, thank you, guys. All right. We asked each of you to provide us with a few topics outside your field of work in which you feel you have some expertise and know-how. Joes, you said you know a lot about the anime One Piece, the video game Final Fantasy VII, and Stakes. Whereas, Katie, you said you know a lot about Disney World, oh, the TV show Glee, and Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Later on, we'll ask you some in-depth trivia questions about one of those topics, but first, we're going to get your thoughts on something you might know nothing about. It's time to split some hairs with our What's the Difference round. We'll have one question for each of you, each worth up to two points. If either of you gives an incorrect or incomplete answer, the other person has a chance to steal. Your topic today, coffee, tea, or free? First up in coffee, tea, or free is Joe's. Joe's, your question is, while coffee and tea and other things might or might not have caffeine in them, what's the difference between caffeine-free and decaffeinated? Caffeine-free and decaffeinated. Ooh, I should know this. I worked at Starbucks one time. It's crazy, <laughs> crazy training to get into Starbucks, believe it or not. Um, I do believe it. All right, so I think that if something's caffeine-free, it was made that way versus decaf ends up being something that was later on changed. Later on changed. Okay, great. We've got Joe's answer. We don't know yet if he's entirely correct. Katie, you can steal if you don't think he has it just right. Anything you want to change or add? Decaf contains trace amounts of caffeine, but a smaller amount, like 15 milligrams, and caffeine-free never had caffeine to begin with. All right. Well, this segment is losing its buzz. Let's go to Danielle Koenig at the judges table for the facts. Here are the facts. Caffeine-free products usually never had caffeine to begin with, but it can also mean that the recipe of a product has been changed to remove any ingredients that contain caffeine. Decaffeinated products would, in their natural state, 
have caffeine. So they've gone through a chemical process to remove that caffeine. That removal isn't 100% effective, so there's always some small amount of caffeine remaining in something that has been decaffeinated. That's right. Now, caffeine can be removed from coffee beans with just water or steam, but that also removes the flavor from the coffee, so manufacturers will also use chemicals like methylene chloride or ethyl acetate, also known as nail polish remover, which removes the caffeine and only some of the flavor, but it gives you that great nail polish remover aftertaste. Danielle, how did our guest do? I'm going to give Joe's one point because he got the basic idea of what the difference is between caffeine-free and decaffeinated. However, I'm also going to give one point to Katie because she understood that there could be a little caffeine left in something that's been decaffeinated. All right, very good. One point each. All right, up next in coffee, tea, or free, Katie, your question comes from a listener. Who is it, Danielle? I will let them tell you themselves because we have a listener recording. Listeners, if you'd like to submit a suggestion for the What's the Difference round, go to gofactyourpod.com and click on Get Involved. Okay, play it. Hey, everyone. My name's Yael. I'm calling from San Francisco, California. And my question for What's the Difference is, while both might be something that you put in your coffee or tea, what's the difference between a substance that is non-dairy and one that is dairy-free? Love the show. Thanks. Thanks so much, Yael. All right, Katie, you heard it. What is the difference between non-dairy and dairy-free? Dairy-free is completely free of anything relating to dairy. And non-dairy, I think, can still contain traces of whey protein or milk isolate. But I think it's friendlier to digest for people with lactose. <laughs> I think it's lactose-free more. Okay. And I think dairy-free is everything dairy-free, but non-dairy is free of lactose, I think. Uh, all right, we've got Katie's answer. Joe's, if you don't think she's got it just right, you can steal anything you want to change your ad. So the difference would actually end up being um, non-dairy would be like it wasn't made with any kind of dairy products at all. Okay. Dairy-free means that it was made with dairy and then they removed all of the lactose from it okay so sort of the opposite of what uh katie said all right well we've milked this segment for all it's <laughs> worth let's go to danielle koenig at the judges table for the facts okay here are the facts non-dairy means a product that contains no or almost no milk but it's not a guarantee that there isn't a small amount of something milky like sodium cassinate which is a protein that's derived from milk Dairy-free means a product contains neither milk nor milk derivatives. Also, non-dairy products are usually meant to look, feel, and taste like dairy products, whereas dairy-free could just be an apple. That's right, the notorious dairy-free apple. Mm. If you're looking for guidance, by the way, from the FDA, you're out of luck. There used to be a regulated definition, but there is not any longer. So if you're a strict vegan and don't want to take any chances, stick with dairy-free cheese on your bacon and eggs. Danielle, how did our guest do? I'm going to say that Katie gets one and a half points because she got the basic idea of the difference between non-dairy and dairy-free, but she didn't mention that non-dairy products are usually meant to look and feel like dairy products, whereas dairy-free don't have to. All right, one and a half points for Katie. So what is our score at the end of this round? After that first round, Joseph Solano has one point, and Katie Turner has two and a half points. All right, but those scores are bound to change as we move on to questions about topics our guests have chosen for themselves. That's all up ahead when we come back on Go Fact Yourself. Incredible deals! 
premium cuts. Incredible deals on premium cuts? I know we're not talking about the grocery store, Helen. Nope, we're talking about Butcher Box. Yeah, both Helen and I have easily found high quality meat for me and seafood for Helen that we can trust delivered right to our doors. Butcher Box offers curated and customized box plans with recipe inspiration, guides, tips, and hacks included in every box. I have to say, I never thought that I would be able to make a delicious ribeye roast, like a grown-up, from scratch for a dinner party, but I did. The quality was amazing, and it was so easy to make, and way less expensive than I would have thought. And I never thought that I would have, like, really fresh, nice sea scallops in my freezer that someone else could make for me. But that's what happened. <laughs> that's right. Now, now, Helen, I want to be clear. We're not saying that someone is going to come into your home and make the meal for you no, if you no, get no, Butcher that's, Box. That's not part of the Butcher Box. Although I, the Butcher Box, I think, subscription would be way more expensive if that yeah. happened. I'm yeah. saying that I happened to have these scallops from Butcher Box in my freezer. My mom happened to be over, and she was like, oh, scallops. And she made them for me, and they were delicious. Couldn't have done that without Butcher Box. Boy, I wish our listeners could try Butcher Box with a special deal. Well, they can. ButcherBox is giving us a special deal. Oh my goodness, that's right. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash GoFact and use code GoFact to get New York strips for a year plus $20 off your first order. That's ButcherBox.com slash GoFact and use code GoFact to get New York strips for a year plus $20 off your first order. And that's why we say thank thank you, ButcherBox. What is up, people of the world? Do you have an argument that you keep having with your friends and you just can't seem to settle it? And you're sitting there arguing about whether it's Star Trek or Star Wars, or you can't decide what is the best nut, or can't agree on what is the best cheese. Stop doing that. Listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal, only on Max Fun. Your topics asked and answered objectively, definitively, for all time. So don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. this. We got this. Welcome back to Go Fact Yourself with our guests, Joseph Solano and Katie Turner. Once again, here's J. Keith Van Stratton. Thank you so much. All right, Joe's McFly, of your many interests, you told us that you know and love the anime One Piece, the video game Final Fantasy VII, and Stakes. Let's find out a little bit more about each of those. First, tell us what the anime One Piece means to you. Oh, it's awesome. It's the greatest story ever told. Um, <laughs> my friend was trying to get me to watch it for a year, for like a decade ago. And I was like, I don't know, it was too long then. Now it's not long enough. I mean, we're over <laughs> 1,062 episodes in. Wow. And uh, I'm still not tired of it. I've watched the series over and over again. I watch it with my kids. I love it. And uh, I've read the manga. It's pretty awesome. So I, I love it. Awesome. And and what do you think about it appeals to you? You mentioned the story. Is there uh, is that you think what get what the story, the adventure, um, how lighthearted it is, uh, how it tackles so many topics. Some people would just say, oh, it's just a cartoon or anime about this rubber kid or whatever it is. And I mean, it tackles (laughs) stuff like, I mean, slavery and segregation and like so many like topics. It's crazy. And I love it. It's just I can't get enough. Excellent. All right, next, tell us what the video game Final Fantasy VII means to you. It's a game that changed my experience in gaming forever. When I played that game, when it first came out, it's one of the best games of all time. It's arguably the best Final Fantasy game of its series. And just the, you know, the tribulations that they went through, you know, with the, you know, trying to trying to cure the planet. And it's, it's great. 
Great storytelling. I just, I love it. All right. And then finally, the one of your topics that I do know anything about. Tell us what stakes mean to you. <laughs> this last one, I wasn't even expecting you to pick because yeah. stakes was like something that I just said, oh, I like, I like eating steaks. And then she just kind of put it on the list for me. So I wasn't expecting it to be one of the three, but I do like different cuts of steak and I enjoy them with wine, but... <laughs> Hope that's not the expert category. <laughs> if it is, then my God, it's going to be a long day. All right. Well, we'll find out. To summarize, you said you know and love the anime One Piece, the video game Final Fantasy VII, and Stakes. Today, we're going to quiz you about the anime One Piece. Yes. Joe like seems very relieved and happy. Yes. Now, I know there are a lot of different versions. You can watch ones that are censored, ones that are dubbed, ones that are sub, ones from Japan, oh, yeah. ones that are here. Uh, do you have a preferred uh, way of watching it? I've watched the dub. I've watched sub. I've watched only a little bit of the four kids version just to mm-hmm. see what the funny thing about it is. They don't curse. Yeah. They kind of replace certain stuff. They censored everything. Sure. It's yeah. crazy. I don't even let my kids watch that one. That's how. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> All right. Well, just ahead, we're going to enlist the help of a bona fide expert in your topic with our awesome. expert level question worth up to three points. But before that, to let you show your love even more, here are five trivia questions about One Piece, each worth one point. If you All want right. it, you're allowed to hint for any two of these five questions. Now, Katie, listen closely because if Joe's answers incorrectly, you can steal. By the way, Katie, how much do you know about the anime <laughs> One Piece? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. All right. So you were like I was about four or five days ago. <laughs> Let's see what you can pick up if uh, Joe's lets you in. All right, Joe's. here's question number one. Like many characters in One Piece, our main character, Monkey D. Luffy, has eaten a fruit which gives him magical powers. He can stretch himself into all sorts of ways, allowing his punches and kicks to come off as pistols, mallets, whips, and even cannons. Thanks to that devil fruit, what stretchy material is Luffy made of? Rubber. Danielle? That is correct. That is correct on the board. Fun fact, he can also turn himself into a balloon to absorb cannonballs and shoot them back out. Something that I wouldn't mind doing on occasion. (laughs) All right, Joe, here's question number two. There are over 1,000 episodes of One Piece, and while you can watch some of them on Netflix, you can watch even more of them on what streaming service that specializes in anime programming and recently merged with another source of One Piece content called Funimation? Crunchyroll. Danielle? That is correct. That is correct, two for two. Fun fact, depending on how you count, there are different total numbers of One Piece episodes, though many fan sites and Joe's puts the number at 1,062. Yeah. By the way, Crunchyroll is headquartered in San Francisco, but the original creative crew for the American dubs is still in the Dallas area. All right, here's question number three. As if magic fruits weren't enough, there's a magical power called hockey that allows characters who know it to utilize their own spiritual energy for various purposes. Very few people can practice hockey, but all people above a certain rank in the world government's Marine Corps can. What rank is that? Well, it's weird. Okay, l- let me get your the hint that you have. Danielle, how about that first hint? It sounds like the person who will take over for the highest ranking naval officer if he or she dies or becomes incapacitated. Vice Admirals? Danielle? That is correct. That is correct. Excellent use of the hint. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact, there is no rank in the United States Marines for Vice Admiral, but there is in both the Navy and Coast Guard. You're three for three. Here's question number four. By some counts, there are over 200 different devil fruits, or nomi, in the One Piece anime series. But which of the following is not one of them? Is it egg-egg fruit? Flame flame fruit, rat rat fruit, stick stick fruit, or human human fruit? 
All right. You know what? I'll go with um, I'll go with stick stick. Danielle, is it stick stick fruit? I'm sorry, it is not. No, I'm terribly <sighs> sorry. Katie with a chance to steal. This is a really interesting show, and I definitely need to watch this after. A uh, rat rat fruit. Danielle, is it rat rat fruit? It is rat rat fruit. <laughs> Katie with a successful steal. <laughs> Katie with Katie, a ringer you've secretly known about One Piece this entire time. <laughs> Joe's is rolling in his chair oh, laughing. Man. Katie is raising her hands triumphantly <laughs> over her head. That is correct, Katie, for the successful steal and point. Fun fact, there's also things like book book fruit, hobby hobby fruit, puff puff fruit, and boing boing fruit. Yeah, human man. human fruit, by the way, turns you human, but if you're already a human, you just lose the ability to swim. Yes. Stick stick fruit allows users to create and control mucus. Oh. You sure you don't want to watch this with your kid? <laughs> that sounds delightful to me. As oh, I see. I heard stick Stick. Yes, that's how I know. As, sometimes it's, it's as a, like sticky, a sticky. stick, not sticky. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I heard it, it as sticky, sticky, but in in the canon that we found, it has it was stick, stick. I know that Isn't was a little bit sticky, tricky. Sticky, sticky, something really different that you also yeah, should not be. expose your children to. <laughs> <laughs> that will move us to question number five, Joe's. You still have a hint available. What you see in the anime of One Piece can depend on what version you're watching, especially the censored version made for kids called, as you said earlier, Joe's, Four Kids, and spelled number four kids. For example, if you watch the four kids version of Belmere's confrontation with Arlong, you didn't see her stick a rifle in Arlong's throat, but instead you saw her use what? I will take the hint here, but I think I've seen pictures of it. Okay. There's a lot of comical stuff that's not supposed to be like they'll change out guns for like sticks or like flowers. Like it's right. weird. It's like it's, yeah. it's 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 pretty interesting version. I may have to watch the whole thing just to see what's up. Okay. But. All right, Danielle, how about that second hint? Some types of this tool include trenching, edging, post hole diggers, and snow. Um would it be a shovel? Danielle? That's correct. That is correct. <laughs> Very nice job, Joe. Good use of the hint. It is a shovel. Uh, as you mentioned, some other censorship includes a pistol becoming a spring-loaded hammer yes. and a cigarette becoming a lollipop. Yes, it does. All right, Joe, you did quite well in that round, but now it is time for your expert-level question that requires multiple answers. It is time for your cluster fact. We'll be bringing on an expert to discuss your response. Joe's Monkey D. Luffy has assembled an amazing crew of pirates who join the crew at different times, have different jobs, and are voiced in English in the dubs you see on Crunchyroll by different people. For up to three points, we're going to ask what jobs in the Straw Hat crew the following characters have. First, the character voiced by Lucy Christian, who was the second person after Roanoa Zoro to join Luffy's Straw Hat crew. Next, the character voiced by Eric Vale, who joined fourth. And finally, the job for the character voiced by Brina Palencia, who joined next, the fifth member of the crew. You want me to name each member? We want you to name each of the jobs. If you want to show off, you can name the... Oh, uh, the jobs? Yeah. Okay, well, the third is Nami, and she's the navigator. Okay. Um, the next one would be Sanji, and he's the cook. Okay. After that would be Robin, and she is the archaeologist. All right. Danielle is taking note of those answers. We have an expert on hand who can tell us for sure. In fact, we have multiple experts. Danielle, who do we have tonight? Joining us tonight are three voice actors whose extensive work includes voicing three members of Luffy's crew on One Piece. 
It's Lucy, Christian, Brina Palencia, and Eric Vale. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Awesome. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Joe's is uh, having a bit of a moment now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is awesome. I met some of you guys at different cons. You guys are awesome. I, I, the anime community is so interesting because there's it divides into a lot of sections, and then there's people that kind of trash talk a lot of Oh, you know, sub versus dub. You guys mm-hmm. probably know about that. And I always protect all of the voice actors because I feel like you guys work so hard to do these things. And it's um, it's pretty awesome seeing you guys. So, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, man. <laughs> awesome. Uh, for our listeners who may not be familiar, what we're talking about is some people prefer sub, which is the original Japanese yes. voices, but subtitles. And some people prefer uh, the ones that are dubbed in English, which is where we hear uh, your voices. Yes. Um, now, all of you have won awards for your voice work, and you've all done many projects, especially <laughs> voicing in anime. Among the dozens and dozens of projects that each of you have done, Brina, people have heard you on Black Butler, on Tokyo Ghoul, Lucy on My Hero Academia and Black Clover, Eric on Dragon Ball Z and Full Metal Alchemist. All of you have also done in different capacities some directing, uh, some adapting of anime scripts. And Eric, I understand you actually got to adapt some of the scripts for One Piece. Yeah. What was that process like? I was the head writer at the time, and I had to watch all of seasons one and two, which were dubbed by four kids. So I picked up (laughs) at season three writing, and I had like two weeks to do it all. Oh, wow. So it was uh, nothing but One Piece in my house for a few weeks. (laughs) It was a little confusing, to be honest with you. How does One Piece differ from other anime projects that you've been involved in a writing capacity? You would have literally hundreds of characters inside of any single One Piece episode. And the Mm -hmm. thing that you wouldn't know is that, like, Man 2G in one episode would actually come back 200 episodes later as (laughs) the bad guy that they had to fight. (laughs) And you can't see down the road to know what's going to happen. So you had, it was, uh, it was like a, um, a real, exercise in minutiae. Lucy, I see you laughing along. You, you've experienced a lot of that minutiae yourself? Well, yeah. I mean, our show, you know, it, it really is. I'm watching it right now with my kids who are 10 and 12. We are on episode like 60. So, you know, we've got a little ways to go. But I'm pretty sure I've heard some of my friends already in different roles, like people just playing multiple because the cast is is huge. There are so many it's marines massive, yeah. and fishmen and villagers <laughs> and just all of these different things. So. Well, and a lot of times those small characters will come back not even to play a big character later. It's literally just like the same fishman that was in a hundred episodes before that you have to keep track of. It's pretty intense. <laughs> now, of course, uh, One Piece existed uh, in Japan for a long time before the dubbed versions came. And then Eric's mentioned that the four kids version was, was there before. How aware were each of you of One piece before you became attached i definitely had heard of it and i i hadn't i i think i watched some of the four kids version just to kind of get an idea of what the show was like before i auditioned but mm-hmm. beyond that i really didn't know very much same same i knew of it and mm-hmm. i knew when we when funimation at the time ended up with it i just knew that everybody wanted to read for it <laughs> yeah it was a, it was pretty fierce competition it was very it was that was one of my first lead roles to get Mm -hmm. so it was kind of a it was like a really big deal I remember there was a lot of hubbub about it when I got it I was like the youngest I think I was like Mm -hmm. the new the biggest noob of the whole crew (laughs) which kind of made sense because when we started was sort of around the time when Chopper had just 
entered into the fray, so it was kind of perfect in that way. Yeah. (laughs) Eric, was the plan from the beginning for you to do the writing as well as becoming one of the lead voices? No, no, no. The uh, casting happened much later, but I was privy to the show years before because uh, Funimation did a test, like a half episode audition that uh, we lost to four kids. And in that half episode audition, Ah. I... I actually played Luffy. Ah, oh my gosh, that. I never knew. Really? That. Yeah, it's <laughs> still online somewhere. Somebody showed it to me recently. Oh, that's oh wow, we're breaking bre- breaking news to the other cast members <laughs> on the show. That's cool. Dallas is the home of the creative nerve of uh, this show uh, in the American dub. And Lucy, you didn't you didn't live in the area when you got the job. No, I live in Houston, which is four and a half hours away from Crunchyroll, now Crunchyroll. I remember when they called to offer me the role, they said, um, hey, you're in One Piece. And I had to ask who I was because I also read for Luffy. Um, mm-hmm. And they said Nami. And I went, woohoo! Because Luffy is going to be hard on anybody's voice. So um, sure. I was oh, like, yeah. yay, I'm Nami. And they said, you need to know. It's going to be a commitment. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like... Five years because woohoo, job security, right? And yeah. here we are, like 16, 17 years later. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. And uh, you were just recording yesterday, I understand. Yeah, I was up there yeah. recording. And Eric, uh, you, you guys don't actually meet in the same place when you're recording. Um, what's that experience like? I guess you're used to it by now, but is, is it odd to have, you know, big fight scenes and big dramatic scenes where you're the only one in the room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, you'll, you'll be uh, completely solo in an, uh, an episode and nobody's been recorded so far, so you don't really have anything to play off of. So, like, I know these lovely women personally. Uh, I have only gotten to work with Brina in an acting capacity professionally one time. Uh, We did a a, a movie Mm -hmm. years ago together and that was the, and uh, Lucy, I never have, you know, and it's, it's cool that we get to know each other, but it kind of sucks that you don't actually know what they're like to work with. Yeah. Well, I've actually directed both of you. So I know that you're both awful. That's true. We are. (laughs) We're terrible. I'm a diva. Yeah. Yes. This really, this really is more of a uh, of a job performance review than anything else. Yeah. Uh, now I know all of you have wonderful projects that you do outside of the world of uh, anime voices. Brina, tell us about the two podcasts that you are hosting. One of them is for parents. It's called Should They Watch It. I do it with my friend Kara Edwards, who is also a voice actress, and we just review TV shows for parents. You know, we talk about is it a show that you would like watching? Is it a show that your kid might not be ready for? What's the age? range, that kind of stuff. We get pretty nitty gritty with it. And then my other podcast is called But I'm Spiritual. And it's a (laughs) spiritual comedy podcast where my friend Artis Campbell and I talk about our own spiritual journey and and the things that we do, but in a very lighthearted, not taking ourselves seriously sort of vibe. And we interview other people, sometimes celebrities, sometimes experts about the same thing. So yeah. Very cool. Uh, and Eric, I know you're involved in a comedy troupe in the Dallas area. I am. I'm one of the directors of the comedy troupe, The Folding Chairs, and we perform live again, finally, after the pandemic. But we do have a YouTube mm-hmm. channel where we produce a lot of content and uh, a- attempt to make people laugh. <laughs> and uh, Lucy, I know among the other voice work that you do is also these corporate training videos. Is that the is that the kind of thing where people learn about how to not sexually harass their uh, coworkers? Correct. Somebody's got to read those words, you know. 
<laughs> I do a lot of corporate stuff like that where it's just a lot yeah. of acronyms and all of that kind of stuff. But but it's given me just a weird sort of spidey sense of how to read really well. I think it's what makes me oh, right. a good like audiobook reader. I'm I'm really mm-hmm. good at reading lots of words without screwing up a lot. So <laughs> I got to say Lucy is also one of the most versatile voice actresses in the business. She's pretty fantastic. Awesome. Well, it's so wonderful <laughs> that you all joined us today. Let's get to the reason that we brought you here as far as our game is concerned. You heard the question that we asked of Joe's. First, we wanted to know what was the job of the character voiced by Lucy Christian, who was the second person to join Luffy's Straw Hat crew? Danielle, what did Joe say? Joe said navigator. Lucy? I am indeed a navigator. I am. Yes. And it was the navigator Nami. Very nice. So that is a point for Joe's. Next Woo-hoo! one to Way know, to go, what was the occupation for the character voiced by Eric Vale, who joined the crew fourth? Danielle, what did Joe say? Joe said cook. And Eric Vale? Indeed cook. Yes. Cook. Excellent. Very nice. Another point for Joe's. And finally, wanted to know, what is the occupation of the character voiced by Brina Palencia, who joined next, the fifth member of the crew? Danielle, what did Joe say? <laughs> Well, Joe's has his hands in front of his eyes <laughs> because he said archaeologist. Oh, and Rina? I, I'm the doctor of the crew. Yes. But I got to – hold on. I got I to gotta, I gotta speak up for you because yes. I don't think I was the fifth. I don't think that's the right number because I did join after Robin, Robin. which mm-hmm. is who he thought when you said fifth. And I'm pretty positive that I think – Joe is v- right, and I think you guys are wrong. <laughs> wow. Well, you are our experts. Uh, I, again, I have not. I did not know anything about this show until about four days ago, so I'm guessing that you might know. Well, Brina, would you like to give him a half or a whole point for uh, his I'm going to uh, give answer? him a whole point. A whole yeah. point? Very nice, Joe. Because yeah, Robin definitely joined before I did. Joe, I'm sure when and you started I'm watching sure. One Piece, you thought one day the voice of this character is going to save me on a trivia <laughs> podcast. So, And maybe I'm also wrong. I don't know. But. Well, we'll, 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 we'll I, I'm sure our listeners will not let us know uh, in a very aggressive way. Uh, Joe, while we have our experts here, anything else you'd like to ask or say to them? I always wonder how you guys determine what's the voice that fits that character. Hmm. Like, what made you pick that voice, or is it something that they tell you? Or is it direction or or anything like that? But you guys do awesome. Thanks, man. Oh, thank, thank you. you. I just followed directions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If the director's like, make him sound like this, I'll I'll make him sound like that, yeah. <laughs> and, and Brina, is that also your artistic process? The Japanese voice of Tony Tony Chopper is the greatest voice ever. Yeah. Um, I think she sounds amazing. And so I really wanted to do my best to emulate her, but I also had to think about what I could consistently bring because he screams a lot. Mm. So I, I wanted to make sure that I could actually hold it up you know keep it up and not destroy my voice this show goes through a lot of emotional like deep emotional things so doing a little character like this it's like I have to find like where the (laughs) like where's the emotion like I have to still be emotive in this voice and that's kind of (laughs) it can be kind of complicated so knowing like the the the, how to have that range of motion within that tiny little cute range yeah um yeah, it's oh, that's so it's interesting a lot. and very yeah. practical. It's interesting to hear that practical just as a <laughs> as a technician what you have to do. And, oh uh, yeah, big and, time. And Lucy, what about yourself? I just remember being shown uh, a picture of her and Mike McFarland, who was our producer and director at the time, uh, who was casting it. She's a thief. She's super spunky, and she's really bossy. And I was like, Yes, I can do that. <laughs> 
We watch it in the Japanese and you take your cues from the amazing work that they've already done. Mm-hmm. And then we give it a go with our version, you know, and we hope that that we that the story holds up, you know, uh, with yeah. our voices, too. That's, that's well, I, I think after a thousand plus episodes, it definitely has held up. I just <laughs> want to let you know that I have consulted the definitive source bbomb.com and uh, <laughs> according to an article on that site it says that Nami was the second member to join the Luffy crew, Usopp was the third member, Sanji was the fourth member, Tony Tony Chopper the fifth member and I was Robin the, the sixth member. So I don't know if that what? changes anything. No, I think it's because she didn't join immediately. We oh, met her. We true. met her. Right. Uh, all right. Well, we'll let we'll let that point then stand for Fina. Uh, it's been so wonderful having you all. Um, if people want to find out more about what each of you are up to, where can they do that? Eric, where can people find you? I'm on the internet. That's a great place. <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> uh, you can go to the re- the real Fantastic. And Fina. <laughs> Best places Instagram at Brinakins, B R I N A K I N S. Sometimes I will grace Twitter, but it's rare at Brina Palencia on Twitter. Great. And Lucy, where can people find what you're up to? I have a website. It's at lucychristian.com. And I'm also Lucy Loves Mike, M I C, like microphone, on Instagram (laughs) and the Twitters. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's so wonderful that all of you joined us. Thank you so much, Lucy Christian, Brina Palencia, and Eric Vale. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Thank, Thank you. you. You guys are the best. Yeah. Keep it up. You, You're the you. best. Thank you. you. <laughs> all right, Danielle, what is our score at the end of that round? At the end of that round, Joseph Solano has eight points, and Katie Turner has three and a half points, with a round of questions for Katie coming up. That's right. We're going to talk with Katie about a topic she knows about. Plus, later, Joe's and Katie will go head-to-head in our Fast Facts round, all to find a winner on Go Fact Yourself. It is time to talk about Soylent. Soylent, the original food tech company. Soylent has so many different great products, whether you're looking for a full-on meal replacement or just need a nutritional boost any time of the day or night. Yeah, Soylent makes delicious and nutritious nutrition products in convenient formats. Formats such as Soylent Complete Meal, a ready-to-drink shake or powder. Soylent Squared, a delicious and balanced 100-calorie complete nutrition bar. Soylent Complete Energy, a complete nutrition shake to fuel your mind and body. And Soylent Complete Protein, a deliciously rich and creamy plant-based high-protein nutrition shake. Whichever you choose, you're looking at complete Balanced nutrition made from U.S. grown, sustainably sourced ingredients, making this good for you and good for the planet. Wow, Ellen, it did not take us very long to tell the people about Soylent today. And it doesn't take much time to get a full, nutritious meal replacement, especially after a long day when you use Soylent. I also hear it tastes pretty great. Hey, how can people get Soylent and support our show? Go to Soylent.com GoFact and use code GoFact to get 20% off your first order. That's S-O-Y-L-E-N-T dot com slash GoFact and use code GoFact for 20% off your first order. And therefore, we are glad to say thank, thank you, Soylent. They can be anywhere, at your office, in your car, and they are wrong. My mom says that the gray house didn't exist, but she's wrong. He just does it wrong. Someone in your life is wrong about something. Something small, something weird, something vitally important. Only one person has the courage to tell them just how wrong they are. You know what you did was wrong. 
But your daughter is a liar who eats garbage. (laughs) They call me Judge John Hodgman. Listen to me on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. If someone in your life is doing you wrong, don't just take it. Take it to court. Submit your case at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. Welcome back to Go Fact Yourself with our guests, Joseph Solano and Katie Turner. Once again, here's J. Keith Van Stratton. Thank you so much, Danielle. All right, Katie, of your many interests, you told us that you know and love Disney World, the TV show Glee, and Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Let's find out a little bit more about each of those. First, tell us what Disney World means to you. Very bizarre fact about me. I was conceived on Disney property. (laughs) (laughs) Teacups. Never was explained to me. Didn't want to go into further detail, but... It's just this intrinsic knowledge uh, that I that's inside of me. So I just know a lot about Disney. I've been there like over a hundred times. Oh, wow. Wow. It, it really is a small world after all. <laughs> yeah. All right, Katie, you also said you know and love the TV show Glee. Yes. It's just so chaotically good. Yeah. I just love Glee. What do you mean by chaotically good? Oh, you. it's just so fun to rewatch. Mm-hmm. And, and you're just like, wait a second. If they're supposed to be in a classroom, how the hell are they on a full stage right now singing with backup dancers and a band, but they're not popular, but somehow they're always singing. It's very confusing, but it's camp. It's a good time. It's a good time. All right. And you'll have a good time. All right. And then finally, Katie, tell us what Bucks County, Pennsylvania means to you. I was raised there. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I guess that just gives me an edge on that topic. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't necessarily studied Bucks County, Pennsylvania. You've just sort of absorbed trivia about it over the years. I've just been around. I've driven. I've loitered many a parking lot in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes. So I'm hoping that gives me an edge. Is that one of the top activities to do in Bucks County? Is loiter in parking lots? You go to a parking lot. Yeah. You go to Target, mm-hmm. uh, or you go to a basement. So yeah. Oh, but that sounds the least creepy of the three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so to summarize, Katie, you told us you know and love Disney World, the TV show Glee, and Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Today we want to quiz you about the TV show Glee. Oh, thank God. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Would you consider yourself a Gleek? Yeah, but I'm nervous now. Oh, well, no, Um, let's let's enjoy the fun part of it before you get nervous. Okay, woo! Well, tell us about your fandom. Uh, Do you have favorite scenes and lines that you remember? Basically, up until season three, I think that's where my peak gleekdom Mm -hmm. was. Is that a word? Yeah. I'll use that. Okay. But there is something that very much sticks out to me. It's in season two. Uh, It's Grilled Cheeses, where Finn, (laughs) one of the main characters, sings Losing My Religion in an episode where he finds Jesus because he thought a burnt mark on his grilled cheese was looked like Jesus, Uh, just very camp, very, for some reason, very much remember that scene of like, wow, what's happening? I was going to say, now I I want a grilled cheese or to go to church. I'm not sure which. (laughs) God's in the room with us right now. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if that inspired your song that you did about God. (laughs) I think everything I've done is inspired by Glee at this point. Okay. Well, just ahead, we're going to enlist the help of a bona fide expert in your topic with our question worth up to three points. But before that, to let you show your love, Katie, here are five trivia questions about it, each worth one point. Now, if you want it, you will have a hint for any two of these five questions. Now, Joes, do listen closely because if Katie answers incorrectly, you can steal. By the way, Joes, how much do you know about the TV show Glee? My daughter likes I've never seen Glee ever, but I've heard many songs 
because they sung a lot of them. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So you might have picked up something Maybe. from your daughter Maybe, uh, watching yeah. the show. All right. Well, let's see if Katie lets you in. Katie, here's question number one. The performers on Glee are, of course, amazing singers, and so it shouldn't be a surprise that at least two of the regular cast members auditioned for what Fox Network singing competition whose alumni include Carrie Underwood and Kelly Clarkson? American Idol. Danielle? That is correct. That is correct for the point. Very nice, Katie. Uh, You did not need the hint, but Danielle, what would that hint have been? The hint is... You were on this show, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Fun fact, Amber Riley and the late Naya Rivera both auditioned for American Idol but didn't make it to Hollywood. Season 7 winner David Cook appeared on episode 126 of Go Fact Yourself. Season 16 top 7 finalist Katie Turner is appearing on this episode right now. All right, here's question number two. A major storyline involved Rachel Berry, played by Leah Michelle, auditioning for and ultimately getting the lead role in a Broadway musical. Years later, the real Leah Michelle is currently starring in a real production of this show on Broadway. What show is it? Funny Girl! Funny Girl! It's Funny Girl! Danielle? Of course! Of course! Of course! Of course it's Funny Girl! Katie dancing in a circle with excitement in her chair. <laughs> Happy to know the answer to that. Have you gotten to see that production of Funny Girl, by the way? No, but oh. I... Definitely was on Twitter the day she started um, her performance watching illegal videos of her <laughs> singing um, Don't Rain on My Parade. So Very cool. Pretty epic. Well, fun fact, Jane Lynch from Glee also starred in this production of Funny Girl, but for some reason left the show before Leah Michelle came on board. Ooh. We're not going to touch it. All right, here's question number three, Katie. <laughs> You're two for two. Over 700 <laughs> songs have been performed on Glee. Name them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> One over, <point>. seven, <laughs> over 700 songs have been performed on Glee, but which of the following is not one of them? Is it Don't Stop Believin', Ice Ice Baby, Manic Monday, The Thong Song, or The Chipmunk Song? Manic Monday. Danielle? It is Manic Monday. That is correct. Very nice. Very good. Uh, Fun fact, other songs performed on Glee include Take Me to Church, Oops, I Did It Again, and Bad Romance, all of which you, Katie, performed on American Idol. (laughs) By the way, we talked about Manic Monday with two members of the Bangles on episode 125 of Go Fact Yourself. That really stood out to you from our list there, huh? I forgot the words to Manic Monday on American Idol, so it it strikes a chord. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm sorry I brought up. I didn't mean to bring up a bad memory, but at least it helped you get the point, which is, I'm sure, much more important. (laughs) It all happens for a reason. All right, Katie, you're three for three. You still have your two hints available. Number four, in Glee's highest rated episode ever, Sue Sylvester is interviewed by a famous journalist in honor of Sue's selection as Loser of the Year. What real-life journalist interviewed her? Katie Couric. Danielle? That is right, Katie Couric. Wow, right away, no hesitation, that's right. Fun fact, that was the highest rated episode because it premiered after the Super Bowl. Other people who starred on Glee as themselves include Britney Spears, Josh Groban, Marley Matlin, and Geraldo Rivera. Katie, you have a chance to go five for five and have yet to use any of your hints. Let's see how you do with question five. While the first episode of Glee was appropriately called Pilot, the finale, 120 episodes later, was not called Finale. What is the title of Glee's final episode? Mm, I think I'm going to use my hint for this. You want to use your hint? All right, Danielle, how about that first hint? According to the song, it's what happens when you wish upon a star. In a song that you may have heard at Disney World. Yeah. When you wish upon a star. 
Makes, makes no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to you. Um, anything your heart desires. No, that doesn't sound like a good ending title. Oh. Um, makes no difference who you are. Danielle, it makes no difference who you are. I'm sorry, Katie. It is not. No, I'm terribly sorry. A very reasonable guess. Joe's McFly, a chance to steal. I don't know. I'm at a, I'm at a loss right now for that. At a loss. I'm sorry. No <laughs> answer. Loss. No, we were looking for Dreams Come True. Uh, Dreams Come oh! True. That's, I believe, a later verse of the song When You Wish Upon a Star. <laughs> I guess I just had to sing the whole thing. Maybe I would have gotten You know, I, I'm not going to complain getting a free performance from uh, Katie Turner, but unfortunately we didn't get to that verse. Fun fact, the episode flashes forward to the far distant future of the year 2020, but somehow misses out on one big news story of that year. I can't remember what that was. All right, Katie, you still in up doing quite well, but now it is time for your expert level question that requires multiple answers. It is time for your cluster fact. We'll be bringing on an expert to discuss your response. Katie, the characters of Tina Cohen Chang and Artie Abrams were with the show from the beginning and had quite a journey both academically and romantically. She went from attending McKinley High to heading off to an Ivy League university. He went from McKinley to study film in New York, and they went from on-again, off-again to a full-on coupling by the end of the season. For up to three points, what real-life Ivy League university did Tina attend? What non-existent New York film school did Artie attend? And what was the portmanteau celebrity couple nickname for Tina and Artie's relationship? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, this is, if I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, this is where I would definitely phone a friend. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I'll, Yale. The first one's first Yale. First one's Yale. Okay, that was the Ivy League University. All right. And then the non-existent and New I York film school. And I think that's wrong. The non-existent New York film school. <laughs> It's just going to be called Film School. It's just called Film um, School. Okay, great. And uh, For this answer. And then what was the couple nickname for Tina and Artie? Oh, I only remember hers with Mike Changs. Mm. Um, it, it probably combined their names in some way. It has to be their last name. Everyone goes with the last name. So mm. I'm trying. I'm just trying to think of an attractive way of Abrams <laughs> and Cohen Chang. Yes. Um, what, what did you come up with? Nope. Um, try try, uh, try something with their first names. Tardy. Tardy. <laughs> All right. Danielle is taking note of your answers. We have an expert on hand who can tell us for sure. In fact, we have two. Danielle, who do we have tonight? Joining us tonight are two actors, singers, and podcast hosts who played Tina Cohen Chang and Artie Abrams on Glee. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> yes. It's Jenna Ushkowitz and Kevin McHale. Hello, Jenna. <laughs> Hi, Katie. And hello, Kevin. <laughs> How's it going? Ah! Oh, my God. Hi. Hi. <laughs> She's so cute. Oh, <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Um, you did great. Yeah, you knew I... more than we would. <laughs> Katie, how, how is it for you just to uh, meet Jenna and Kevin now? Do you need to collect yourself for a minute? Uh, um, hey, guys. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say um, thanks for existing. Uh, you, well, thanks for giving, th I'm living right now. Uh, thanks for single-handedly inspiring every glee club in 2010 and 2011. Um, honest, I was 11 singing, I'm talking to the man in the mirror. Uh, so thanks, you guys saved us from boring musical pieces. So thanks. <laughs> 
so glad. You're well. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. That's very kind of you. Now, uh, Jenna and Kevin, what's so great is that you actually are close friends in real life. I understand that, Kevin, you played an important role at Jenna's wedding. I was the sub best man. I stepped yes. in day of or night before. Yes. The night before yes. because her, her um, brother couldn't make it. So I yeah. had to throw a speech together very quickly. But luckily, I know her too well so i you know could it was a very good speech. yeah put something together excellent <laughs> jenna how was it that you two became such good friends you, did, you didn't know each other before glee did you no but we met at the audition for glee, oh okay so we were there for the genesis of tardy <laughs> <laughs> yes well this podcast that you do together is called and that's what you really missed and you're actually recording uh, today right after this so thank you for making time yes. for us correct <laughs> yeah. correct yes that's a show where you rewatch glee from the beginning what episode are you up to uh, today right Ooh. now we are on the substitute and I guess one of our um, favorite directors is going to guest on it as well what's the experience been like re-watching the show it's been nice because it's been so long now the show premiered 14 years ago wow and being able to I think this is the most objective we've ever been able to be while we watched it where we can remove ourselves from it and enjoy all of our friends' great performances and enjoy the numbers for what they were and the crew and everybody just worked so hard. So it feels like a celebration of like, damn, these people were really good, weren't they? <laughs> you know, there were a lot of us. Have you come across anything that you don't remember filming? Oh, the whole thing. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were moments. There's one actually in the episode we're about to recap where I looked at the screen and I said, is that me? Wow. And I said... I was there. Uh, no memory at all of that musical number. So, <laughs> but definitely. Well, you have to uh, you have to learn so much. I imagine for each episode, it's, as uh, Katie was saying before, these aren't just people just you know singing a song in their car. I mean, these are full on production numbers. And then once you do it, it's done. Yeah. yeah. And and there, like Jenna said, there were hundreds and hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. And so, like if we didn't record the leads mm-hmm. for the song then we weren't usually recording the background. So we would be on stage very last minute, like camera about to roll, trying to learn some part of these background lyrics. And luckily for the girls who had like hair, they could cover their mouths. (laughs) I would use my arm to cover my face. And so I was really learning and hearing these songs for the first time. Like, I need to look professional. (laughs) We were really good at faking it. Yeah, I I should say so. I'm I'm very surprised to learn some of that. (laughs) You mentioned, Kevin, you didn't come from a musical theater background. You actually were in a boy band uh, before Glee. (laughs) And you were such a great dancer. How did you feel about having to do so much of your choreography on the show in a wheelchair? I was happy to have a job. Sure, of course. Yeah. I was like, if I have to sit in this wheelchair and learn the choreography, that's what I'm going to do to make sure this check clears. So... (laughs) And uh, you've mentioned that uh, if there were a reboot of Glee, which some people have uh, whispered about, that, that you wouldn't want to play Artie again for reasons related to that. 2023, we know better. There are incredible actors who are in wheelchairs. And I think if you're going to have a character on a show in a wheelchair, then hire somebody who's actually in a wheelchair. Artie's already established, right? So yeah. I don't know what... That's my argument about it. <laughs> Artie has already been established. So yes. bringing him back, I don't think it would be creating something new right. and wrong. Well, yeah, no. Jenna's words to Ryan Murphy's... Ears, whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, I've seen videos on YouTube that are compilations of basically of, of your character Tina being disrespected, being interrupted all the time, and people <laughs> expressing how bad that they felt about that. How did you feel about that? Did you feel bad for Tina or, or for yourself getting interrupted in those scenes? Yeah, I did. I, I, 
<laughs> it was interesting because I always felt like Tina was kind of left out mm. in a lot of ways. And I think part of it was there were so many characters and it was also really hard to write for everybody. Mm. And she was kind of a hard character to write for. She didn't have that many lines in the pilot. So there wasn't a lot established about her right. from the beginning. She had a reckoning in later seasons, yeah. which not as many people watched, but she did. <laughs> Great. Uh, now, uh, Jenna, before this, you've been on Broadway in a bunch of shows and you actually have won two Tony Awards, but not as an actor. Tell us about the uh, different role that you've segued into. I just realized that I had some a different hat. I was a very organized person. I liked event planning, so <laughs> I decided to become a producer and I co-produced The Inheritance on Broadway and also the Once on This Island revival. And somehow they gave me a really cool statue that I had always dreamed about. So Amazing. Uh, you also were part <laughs> so of Be cool. More Chill, which is a very exciting production that went That's to Broadway. And Kevin, correct. last thing I want to ask is, um, you of course are named Kevin McHale. Uh, our <laughs> listeners may be familiar that there is an NBA <laughs> Hall of Famer named Kevin McHale. I actually just happened to watch his cameo on Cheers last night. Yeah, by sorry to disappoint the people who <laughs> are on here thinking I was 6'10 and a Boston Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, ha- have there been any incidents that have led to any confusion over the years? Oh my God. I mean... Every day. I don't know how my parents could be so not creative. (laughs) Like, I was born in the late 80s at the peak of, you know, Larry Bird and Kevin McHale fame. Like, any other name. Any other (laughs) name. I don't know. But, yeah, a lot of times it would happen, especially during the Glee days where we'd have drivers, you know, pick us up from the airport and things. And 10 out of 10 times they were like, wait. Are you are you sure you're Kevin McHale? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm five seven, and you've <laughs> never seen the show or heard the show Glee. But, it's but you've me. got a you've got a killer jump shot, though. I understand, though. Yeah, <laughs> my and layup's a little better. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the reason we brought both of you here, as far as our game is concerned. You heard the questions that we asked of Katie. First, we wanted to know from the show Glee, what real life Ivy League university did Tina attend? Danielle, what did Katie say? Katie said Yale. And Jenna. She went to Brown. She went to Brown. <laughs> Katie, for the record, I don't know the answer to any of these. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel way better. Okay, great. No point there. I'm sorry. It was, in fact, Brown. Uh, next, we wanted to know what non-existent New York film school did Artie attend? Danielle, what did Katie say? Katie said film school. <laughs> and- Plain rap. <laughs> <laughs> and, she and got Kevin, it at Ralph's. And Kevin, yeah. if you can stop laughing. Uh, <laughs> You're not that far off. It's yeah. Brooklyn Film Academy. Brooklyn Film Academy. NYU wouldn't yeah. clear their name. So our friend Telly, who became a writer, invented Brooklyn Film Academy. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, she did say film school. Do you want to give her half a point? That's up to you. Absolutely. All right, a half a point for Katie, the very generous Kevin <laughs> McHale. Very nice. Finally, we wanted to know, what was the portmanteau celebrity couple nickname for Tina and Artie's relationship? Danielle, what did Katie say? Katie said tardy. And? It's tardy. It's tardy, yes. Uh, we what? Also, yes. <laughs> it was somewhere in your brain. You didn't know that you knew it, but you did. I just definitely did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> we also would have accepted Artina. Of course, yes. Artina and Tardy. Were there any that were that people had made up for the last names? I was trying to figure out as Katie was how do you combine Cohen, Chang, and Abrams? Well, I, I, don't I think, think so. That's yeah, hard. I think Katie, you know, s- solved that problem because you can't. There's nothing that combines those in a catchy way. <laughs> a it catchy just sounds way. like a law firm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Katie, Katie, while we have our experts uh, Jenna and Kevin with us, anything else you'd like to ask or say to them? Kevin, I just want to say you slayed the singing competition. You have such a beautiful voice, so keep doing. <laughs> Thank you. And also, Jenna, I will defend Tina 
for you. Uh, and That's I will say, I didn't, I didn't have any media training, so I can do that. Uh, <laughs> you can sing. And it made me so mad that you just, every solo would be interrupted in like tears or something. Yeah. Like you deserve your moment because you can sing. So I, will, I will defend her until the day I die, but just know that both you genuinely were a big part of my childhood. So thank you so much. Oh, thank, thank you. you. And congrats. And yeah. also you can sing. Yes. So <laughs> 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 Jenna and Kevin, it's been so wonderful to have you join us. If people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, where can they do that? Jenna? Jenna Ashkowitz, U-S-H-K-O-W-I-T-Z on all the channels. And then also come listen to and that's what you really miss podcast on iHeartRadio and everywhere you listen to podcasts and Kevin just search Kevin McHale and it's either me or the Boston Celtic you know (laughs) (laughs) see what you get either way Hall of Fame quality careers (laughs) that's That's right right. well one of us I don't know who it is (laughs) well it's been wonderful that you joined us thank you so much and best of luck with the podcast today everyone it's Jenna Oshkowitz and Kevin McHale thank you all thank you guys bye Bye, Katie thank you All right, what is our score at the end of that exciting round? Well, Jake Keith, going into the final round, Joseph Solano has eight points and Katie Turner has eight points. Oh my goodness, what a close game. Yes. Now it is time for our final round we call Fast Facts. I'll read 10 statements and each contestant will answer with true or false. I'll start with Joe's and alternate between each guest. Each correct answer is worth one point. Again, please answer each statement with true or false. Here we begin. Joe's, your last name is Solano. True. Correct. I'm pretty sure that's right. Katie, your last name is Turner. True. Correct. Joe's, there's a town in Texas named Solano. False. Correct. Katie, there's a town in Texas named Turner. True. Correct. You guys know your town names. How about this one? Joe's, there's a town in New Mexico named Solano. True. Correct. Katie, there's a town in New Mexico named Turner. True. Incorrect. No, I'm sorry. Joe's, there's a crater on the moon named Solano. False? We name craters. Hmm. Correct. Katie, there's a crater on the moon named Turner. True. Correct. Joe's, there's a California state prison named Solano. False? Incorrect. No, California state prison Solano, it's called. (laughs) Katie, there's a California state prison named Turner. False. Correct. Joe's, there are inmates at California State Prison Solano named Solano. True. Correct. Katie, there are inmates at California State Prison Solano named Turner. True. That is correct. Joe's, there are more inmates at California State Prison Solano named Solano than named Turner. False. Correct. Yes, there are two Solanos to five Turners. Congratulations, Katie. Katie, one of the inmates is named Turner Solano. False. Correct. Joe's, one of the inmates is named Solano Turner. False. Correct. Katie, I've done a lot of research on inmates at California State Prison Solano. True. Correct. And finally, Joe's, it was totally worth it. True. Correct. All right, we're not going to count those last few. (laughs) I want to thank Katie Turner and Joe's McFly as Danielle tabulates the final score. Danielle, are you ready to reveal the winner of today's show? Well, Jake Heath, at the end of the game, we have a tie. A tie. Oh, my goodness. They each have 12 points. Oh, my goodness. That means we're going to have to go to our tiebreaker. 
All right, here's how the tiebreaker works, Katie and Joes. I'm going to ask you one question. The answer is a number. Whoever gets closer to the number wins. Now, we do not play prices Right style, so no guessing $1. Uh, I'm going to ask the question, think about it for a moment, and then I'll ask you to blurt out your answers at the same time on the count of three. So don't answer right away. All right, here is your tie-breaking question. Oh, the drama, the excitement. In late December of 2022, Southwest Airlines had an operational meltdown stranding many of its passengers. On the day with the most disruptions, December 26th, how many flights did Southwest cancel? Again, how many flights did Southwest cancel on the day with the most disruptions, December 26, 2022. Think about it for a moment. Okay, on the count of three, let me get your answers. One, two, three. Eight. 500. Joe said eight. <laughs> Katie said 500. The actual answer, 2,909. <laughs> that means Katie was closer. Congratulations, Yay, Katie. Katie Turner. You are the facting champion on Go Fact Yourself. Katie, what will you do with your championship? Cheer. Woohoo. That. Okay. That. <laughs> Excellent. You're doing it already. All right. We want to uh, give everyone here on the call a chance to mention or promote anything. Joe's McFly, where can people find you and what you're up to? Uh, I keep it very consistent. It's Joe's McFly all over. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and Twitch. I live stream on both of those all the time. So feel free to look for me on there. Awesome. Well, we're so happy that we found you on here. Joseph McFly, a.k.a. Joseph Solano. Katie Turner, where can people find you and what you're up to? You can find me on social media at hashtag Katie, the word hashtag, and then Katie, C-A-T-I-E. Um, mm -hmm. And you can just see what whatever the heck I'm doing. I don't know what I'm going to be doing, uh, but hopefully it's good. So. <laughs> Excellent. And of course, you've got that brand new album and project um, called Tragedy and Comedy Act One. Thank you so much for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest co-host today is my good friend, Danielle Koenig. Danielle, where can people find what you're up to? Well, you can find my podcast, How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, on any platform. And you can look for us on, you know, Twitter and Facebook, Pod How to Survive. And uh, join Patreon. Get special episodes. Awesome. Well, uh, congratulations on not just surviving, but on thriving as my guest co-host <laughs> today. Thank you. That was great fun. Ooh. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, and me, you can find me on Twitter at J underscore Keith or on Instagram at jkeith.net, all spelled out. That just leads me to thank Joseph Solano, Katie Turner, Lucy Christian, Brina Palencia, Eric Vale, Jenna Ushkowitz, Kevin McHale, and thank you for listening and supporting our show at MaximumFun.org. I'm J. Keith Van Stratton. Good night. Like what you hear? Come see us live. It's happening again. Go to GoFactorPod.com for our schedule and tickets. Meanwhile, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at GoFactorPod, update our wiki at GoFactorWiki.Fandom.com, and buy our T-shaped shirt and mug-shaped mug at MaxFunStore.com. And give us a great review on your favorite podcast platform, like Kim G 829 did on Apple Podcasts. He, she, or they said, it's wonderful when the guests are super excited or humbled to meet their expert. Who knew trivia could lead to such meaningful connections? Thanks, KimG829. I didn't know, but I'm glad to now. Danielle? Go Fact Yourself is a panel quiz program devised and produced by Jim Newman and J. Keith Van Stratton and comes to you via transcription from various homes across the country. Questions were compiled by the Trivia Industrial Complex. We are produced in collaboration with Maximum Fun. Maximum Fun's senior producer is Laura Swisher. Associate producer and editor and today's show engineer is Julian Burrell. Our theme song and incidental music were written and performed by Jonathan Green. Research assistance provided by Adam Needeff. Quiz assistance provided by Clint Tauscher and David Ramsey. 
promotional graphics by Erich Tran. Added support from David Bianchi and Christine Vallada. Special thanks to Christina Connor of John Boy Media, Kelly McWilliam and Olivia Lee of Atlantic Records, Eric Emery of Emery Entertainment, Jamie Malone of MC Talent Management, Tierra Hollis at the Pastorini Bosby Talent Agency, Kim Trusty at the Mary Collins Agency, Christian Stone, Jason Block, and Shara Bilheimer. I've been Danielle Koenig. Let's go watch over a thousand episodes of One Piece. Mm, I'm gonna watch Glee. I'll do both. Okay. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.